it's not the same anymore. People's energies will direct you on how you design experiences. So this is where you need to go back to basics. Welcome to No More Bad Events, the podcast for professional event organizers and anyone who wants to take their events to the next level. Each week, we'll hear from the best in the business and get an inside look at what goes on behind the scenes at the world's most perfectly executed conferences, meetings, and more. Together, we'll learn the secrets and strategies to help us reach one big goal. No more bad events. Our show is brought to you by eSpeakers, and I'm your host, Scott Bloom. Let's get started. Today's show is sponsored by Impact 11, formerly known as Three Ring Circus, the best and most diverse and inclusive community built for training and developing professional speakers. They're not just elevating an industry we know and love. They work with hundreds of speakers to launch or scale their speaking businesses, earning tens of millions in speaking fees, landing bureau representation, securing book deals, and rising to the top of the field. If you're looking to take your speaking career to the next level, they'll help you make a bigger impact faster. To learn more and schedule a free intro call, visit impact11.com. That's impact, E-L-E-V-E-N.com. No More Bad Events is produced and presented by eSpeakers, who believes in the magic that happens when the perfect presenter gets in front of your audience and moves them. The eSpeakers Marketplace helps you find, connect with, and hire from the deepest catalog of experts who speak on the planet. The platform makes it easy to find, contract, and pay the expert who will ignite your audience to accomplish your meeting goals and exit to a standing ovation. For more information, visit eSpeakers.com forward slash no more bad events. That's eSpeakers.com forward slash no more bad events. If you really want to take your event to the next level, the greatest level, and you're doing digital, you gotta listen to Dahlia. Dahlia El-Ghazar is the guru of digital events. Known as the coffee-fueled go-to source for trend-setting solutions, event tech news, event marketing, and social media expertise, Dahlia is the tech evangelist and founder of the Dahlia Plus Agency. And in today's podcast, she brings it. From turning passive attendees into active participants, to getting emotional responses on a digital level, to using persuasive marketing communications to help set the tone and shift mindset in advance of the event, Dahlia has great game-changer concepts to share that will elevate your events to the metaverse level and beyond. So without much further ado, let's jump in right now and get the skinny. You have a lot of terms that I think you keep on evolving about yourself. I've, I've noticed there's a lot of titles and I'm going to read a few of them for you. Uh, tech evangelist. I think we were there yes. for a little while. Then you became a tech therapist, 
which which yeah. is nice. So I'm sure you only had to work 50 minutes out of an hour. So that part worked out. You were an event experience designer, content strategist, idea igniter, igniter, ruckus maker. Uh, yeah. And other people yeah. call you queen of events. What What is the common denominator between all those title, titles, do you think? I, the, the common denominator is I am um, one who loves to just push people out of their comfort zone, out of the vanilla zone, if you will. Um, and the way to do it is to be an evangelist of solutions that will get you there. But that's the last thing that you look at. Um, the idea igniter is someone has to spark ideas in you. So whether it's a, a concert in a yurt or it's a, you know an event that takes place on a boat or in an airstream or you know what's going to get you there what's the what's the solutions that are going to get you there the whole tech therapist thing has been real for quite a bit of time because if you think about it you know a lot of people still are ugly crying in the bathroom with a bottle of wine in hand when they are asked to deliver digital events, something brand new, and they can't wrap their head around technology or dis digital solutions. And they really don't have to, they just have to have the vision. Um, so the therapy will always be there. Um, and it is 60 minutes. It's not 50 minutes uh, a session. So you pull it. OK, the whole 60 minute session. Well, no, talk about something that really turned all of us upside down, this whole idea of tech um, in mm -hmm. every every aspect. Now, I'm sure you had had experience with it prior to uh, to the that word we're not going to mention this little timeout we had this little digital <laughs> timeout time we one. had. But we really, uh, everyone sort of freaked out because they didn't know exactly how to approach this. The whole idea of technology really um, just scared us, made us un uncomfortable. So how do you get people to feel more comfortable with it and be able to have, does the vision for the experience come first? And then we figure, how do we funnel that through a, a digital event? So, so with a div digital event, what comes first is knowing who your stakeholders are. So you really have to know them in the sense of on a personal level, because right now we have come to a point and we've always wanted to do this. We've always said, know thy audience, you know, use your analytics, know who your audience is, know who your sponsors are, your attendees, all of that good stuff. But we would just say, you know what? Not right now. But no, right now is the time to do it. Because after that, the next step is the plan, is the intentional design of what you're going to put in front of them. Everything from the content, from the speakers, you know, the engagement, the interaction, tailored and customized to what they want. So gone are the days, and I know that some people will disagree, but that's fine where it's like you're walking down aisles of 10 by 10s one after the other. And you think that you are going to consume all the collateral that's thrown your way. The, you know, it, it, th that is not the case anymore. So trade shows have always been that big question mark. Are they going to stay? Are they going to be alive? You know, do I, do I enjoy being in a trade show with 70,000 people at this point? Not really. And I am a trade show junkie. Like I was the one who people relied on their, 
you know, they needed energy, they would come and recharge from me. My social battery was always on. But at this point, it's not the same anymore. People's energies will direct you on how you design experiences. So this is where you need to go back to basics. And I know it's very elementary. I know people say, but we do. We use data analytics to know our audience. But like, do you really know them? Because you know, what if what if it's right now you're 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 competing against their time, you're competing against their time away from home and loved ones, and you're competing against their content um, like uh, behaviors, how they are able to um, consume content, if that makes sense. So I would say the technology and the platforms are the last that you should be entertaining. And so this is where the therapy comes in, the handholding comes in. You know, um, we've been doing digital events for a very long time. We just haven't been doing it at the level that people are expecting at, at this point. So what are, what are they what are they expecting, do you, do you think, at this point? I mean, I know a big part of your event design is really to have uh, to have empathy for the stakeholders, have a, that emotional connection. How do we get that emotional connection uh, on a digital level? Is it mm -hmm. in terms of how you produce the event? Is that the, the one? I mean, during the, the uh, I'm not going to say it, uh, during that little time out, um, you know, we, so I, as a host, I've hosted a lot of uh, virtual events. That's what I moved into the last couple of years. And where we started, where, you know, we were just at our desks, uh, you know, I quickly had to build a studio. I quickly had to make up the ante of what I was going to bring to the event, even though everyone else was at desk. Then we moved into uh, studios. So now I'm hosting events at times in a, in a studio. So we've upped the production value, making it look more like a, a television experience. Is that what it means to move into? into a, a more uh, emotional or empathetic connection so that they feel like it's something more familiar? Well, <clears throat> the empathy and the emotion will come from different elements of your, of your experience. It will come from the connections that you make. It will also come from um, the stories that you share on a professional side and on a personal side. So everybody right now, is going through through something, through a story. There's a lot of emotion there. Some of it is negative, some of it is positive. The, the, the element of empathy and the element of, I want to enter an experience or an event where I will leave a better person. I will leave with better connections or I will leave with content that will empower me. That is the point where, this is where all event organizers should take a laser focus on what are you delivering to your attendees or participants, and then designing um, the behavior paths, because this is where we can become very, uh, it can become very cool. So we talk about communities. That's another buzzword that's out there right now. Communities turn into families like very instantaneously if you are designing it in the right way. And so so you talk about, uh, you know, building communities. Some of what you're talking about is 
is maybe in on the technology side stuff that people aren't aware of. So, is part of your job as a as an experience designer, event designer, uh, letting them know what's available and what are you seeing? Where do you see us moving as we're you know, I'm sure the advice you're giving today is different than a year ago. Where do you where do you see things moving? Um, I think one of the titles that never makes it like on a LinkedIn or anything is that I am the best devil's advocate. So my our job and my job especially is to just poke holes in someone's program to make sure that they're like uncovering missed opportunities to make sure that they are really you know, being as creative as they can be. Because if you think about it, if we flipped it and people are saying, oh, I picked my my platform, I'm going to be designing on, you know, an, uh, an event on, on Zoom. You've already limited yourself so much that it doesn't make sense anymore. You're, you're already within the, the parameter of a platform and you need to flip it in order to be able to say, this is this is the experience that my attendees want. What I'm seeing is going to be different is people are going to realize that the content is going to be the driver of the experience that you engage in or uh, commit to. And it's going to be a commitment in the end, whether it's aerially, whether it's by time. Um, even engagement, energy, those are going to be the new currencies that you're going to ask your event participants to give in order to be there. Um, and, you know, I mean, would you, I'm going to ask Scott, I'm going to flip the script here for a second and interview you for sure. a hot minute. Would you sit on a program that is for three days on screen that starts at 830 in the morning and finishes at 5.30, one breakout session after another, maybe all pre-records and that Absolutely. are available. No, <laughs> stop right there. Absolutely not. And I, and, I, and I saw that quickly as we were evolving in, the, in this sort of virtual world that people, they, they, they got that pretty early. I mean, it's interesting how live events have changed over the last you know, 15 years. Uh, people have realized, hey, we can't keep people in a general session room for eight hours anymore. We need to have some more interactivity. We need to break right. out into breakout sessions. So what does that look like, you know, in, a, in so, a digital world? Exactly. But like even in a digital world, but even in a live audience type of scenario, if you look at the way trade shows are done or if you look at where sponsors have an info booth or something, they're expecting traffic to them. What if it's an activation? So like, what if the sponsorship areas are all different types of activations? It's not about sales anymore. It's about conversations. It's about how me as a sponsor or a company is going to make Scott feel like great about your professional development, something that you need for your business, for example, and you leave happy. You're, you don't leave as if there's a hard sell that happened. This is where the cool shit can happen, where you can say, let's make it fun. Why not make it fun? Why not make it into conversation pods? The one key element with this is the way you are going to be helping 
sponsors and exhibitors and attendees behave around those activations. So what's the conversation going to look like? Make sure that you tell your sponsors exactly what your, your attendees are about, what, what's in it for them, for example, so that those conversations can be real. Well, I mean, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, bring, you know, have some sort of activation, having someone go somewhere because they're going to get something out of it, uh, whether it's personal development or something fun. You know, it made me think of a clubhouse, which I'm not part of, but that was all about drawing people in for conversation. So how much is, uh, is social media driving some of the event experiences now? Are people trying to mimic that? I mean, our attention span is a lot less now. I mean, people are watching videos 30 seconds. I mean, I'm a comedian. And, and I love to you know put up three minute videos and and it, that's way too long now. The most people have uh, attention span is twenty seconds. You know it's the TikTok world. How does that affect what you're going to do in a digital space? But this goes back to you knowing your audience. Is two three minutes long, or is it the content that you're producing not long enough for them to grasp it or to share it, etc. So, so it's a catch-22, but this is where you need to go back and, and see what the data tells you. And, and I think that's, that's the key in digital. How, how can we get it interactive? I love what you said about, hey, at some point, the, the attendees would know, hey, there is a, the ability to move into uh, a, a breakout room or a peer-to-peer in that, in that situation. And so I, I guess it's people like yourself and people involved in technology is, is how do we find other ways within a program to make it a little bit more interactive? Because let's be honest, people are just, they're going to have so much time to spend in front of a screen, you know, just staring, you know, staring at their computer screen without jumping onto another tab or listening to something, especially mm-hmm. with people's attention span getting shorter and shorter. So how do we, um, do you see, do you see uh, digital virtual events going in that direction where we're there, people are going to find that next creative tool to make it engaging, more engaging, so, more interactive? Absolutely. So the, the idea of the digital tools that you're going to see bubble up quite a bit is, is those that can attach themselves to existing virtual event platforms, meaning those that can um, enhance the engagement or the interactivity, those that can bring networking and break down global borders. So this is where this is why Zoom launched their uh, online experiences marketplace. This is why Airbnb experiences are actually becoming part of the events. That whole back end of like you seeing what solutions can work together and the technologies and all of that, event organizers really do not need to understand the ins and outs of it. Let them focus on what they do best, which is become the um, the Harry Potter with a wand. I want to make this magic happen. You only have to you know use the technology in a different way. The the key element here is the marketing piece. It's the it's 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 what kind of messaging are you going to have in place um, for your attendees to guide that behavior? So you shift them like you were talking about like a plenary session or a general session. How do you shift them from that one room or that location and tell them, hey Scott, you're gonna like it better here. Go this way. You know, so so this is where the persuasive marketing 
communication is also going to be key uh, for events going forward. What about the, uh, you know, I noticed one of the evolutions as very quickly in the, the virtual world when everyone was placed in that, we went from, you know, just the Zoom meeting to some people putting together some very sophisticated interactive programs with avatars and characters. And that became a fun, a fun element. Uh, yep. What has what your experience been with that? Where people, I mean, in one of them, we literally moved down a hall. It was, it was the actual uh, replica of the hall where they were going to have it over in Europe. People would move through it. They went into a general session room. They actually, you don't see them sit down, but there was a sense of everyone's in that meeting together. I mean, where we're bordering on is now next going into, you know, to use the uh, the word everyone's using is the, is the metaverse. When, when are we going to be strapping on our goggles and having that virtual experience? Because I could see that being the next evolution. You know, we're all going in that direction. So tell me a little bit about the interactive experience with avatars and then maybe even moving into a more uh, virtual uh, you know, reality experience. So everybody is talking about the metaverse. It, it's, it's, it's been happening. It's, it's happening right now. Um, and if, if anybody has kids, you can easily just sit next to them and you can experience that kind of verse or the metaverse through Roblox, through Minecraft, through, you know, um, Fortnite as well. And it, yeah. Anything with virtual reality is mind blowing when you put those goggles on. Oh, it's, totally. It's, you know, you're your brain has to take a while to process, oh, I'm in the middle of a street in downtown Tokyo and there are people walking by me. Or exactly. in a more animated world, like you said, uh, Minecraft or Fortnite, but it's it's putting you in. I mean, talk about being interactive. The key to the metaverse is you are entertaining audiences in a format that they're comfortable with. And so um, this is not a, a gamer's world only. This is uh, truly attendees that want to be in a digital twin environment. So when you say I'm, you know, that you went into one of those, you know, virtual ecosystems where you're walking down the hallway, et cetera, and imagine if there's attendees that are on site that are on a very similar convention center and it has a digital world and they are in parallel worlds. I think that's where the magic is going to happen. You're going to get a new type of audience that would want to be within the metaverse. They will want to interact in specific ways. They um, also will have certain expectations that you will need to entertain. So like, you know, this is where if you if you look at the, the um, headlines, you have major brands that are launching shops and product reviews and um, almost like velvet rope type of style of events within the metaverse and within a virtual world that nobody else has access to. And so that whole feeling, because you and I spoke about like emotions and empathy and what's that emotional attachment, that emotional attachment of like me first in that world is going to be more so within the metaverse than before. It, it It's mind boggling. And some people are just like looking at it and saying, it's not for me. When you look at your usual, you know, event organizers for even medical and healthcare professionals, 
I have a feeling the virtual reality, augmented reality in that world is going to uh, be more relevant to them than before. Um, because imagine if you are able to use AR or VR and take a journey within a body and able to manipulate organs within the Oculus, for example. You remember that old movie, Fantastic Voyage? Yes. Yep. And they did a they did a an interstellar version, I think, with uh, Martin with Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan too. Same yeah, it was concept, called Inner Space. The body. That inner was space, a funny yes. one. Yep. You, but, <laughs> you know your inner body movies. <laughs> exactly, I do. But the thing is, I mean, if you think of it, you're actually um, combining a couple of things. You're combining um, an immersive experience, and you can also be combining education and content. Because if you're able to manipulate organs and, you know, and then also be having conversations with other people within this immersive, you know, um, environment, if you will, that's a game changer for, for many. And that's a specific audience. So, you know, it, I, I, it, it's funny because when people tend to create experiences for audiences and they keep saying, I keep getting the, the comments our audience is too old. They're not tech savvy. They won't be able to adapt. I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's uh, it's up to the organizer to create experiences that um, also change the behaviors of attendees in a bit. And they're surrounded by technology like nobody's business. Like, look at all the robotics they're dealing with. And I'm also talking about, like, you know, the medical and the healthcare. But, like, we are we are responsible for pushing our event participants when it comes to tech and digital and showing them brand new experiences. And why not do it through events? People, people are picking it up. You know, they might be afraid of it at first, but I mean, the key word you just used there was immersive. And, and that's a term I think is where all this is going in digital. The more immersive yeah. you feel, the more part of the event you feel, then you have the ability to feel some bit of uh, an emotional connection. You're actually feeling what you're talking about is, uh, you know, going from an observer or participant place to a more visceral experience and how, mm -hmm. how more, more uh, visceral you can get with digital than an immersive or virtual reality uh, situation. Um, let me, uh, you know, I, I, I did a research on your name too, Dahlia, and you probably uh -oh. you know, know this, but uh, it has rich symbolism. Uh, you know, the flower, uh, you know, it's a flower. It was um, uh, it, it discovered by a guy named A. Dahlia, A. Dahl. A doll, actually. I don't know if you know that. Mm -hmm. The flower stands for wealth and elegance and also for love and involvement. And I know Aww. that you're a person who really wants to connect with people. And I know you have love and uh, and a lot of generosity in this industry and people respect you for that. I, I just want to say it was a, a pleasure to speak with you and thank you for the engagement here. Thank you. And uh, continue doing the great work. I think you 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 touched on some great, uh, great topics in this digital world. As we've talked about, it is uh, uh, almost a new frontier for, for a lot of the event planners and they need guides there and they need pioneers like yourself to help guide them there. So thank you for being that and thank you, uh, thank you for joining Scott. us here today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. That's it for now. 
I've been your host, Scott Bloom, corporate event MC and comedic keynote speaker. And of course, your connoisseur of connections. If you'd like more information, you can find me at scottbloomconnects.com. Or you can book me directly for your next event on eSpeakers Marketplace at eSpeakers.com forward slash marketplace. And if you like what you heard, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you love what you heard, drop us a review and don't forget to share with your friends. For show transcripts and show notes with resources to help you get even more out of the show, visit nomorebadevents.com. No More Bad Events is produced and presented by eSpeakers, and we're grateful to our sponsor, Impact 11, for helping us make our show possible. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make your event a good one.